I want to thank you so much for tuning into our podcast called Cooking in the Catskills. I am your host, Brett August. I've cooked in some of New York City's finest restaurants. I've worked next to some people that were tattooed from their eyeballs to their toes. I've traveled all over the world and eaten some of the best food ever. We're going to have some amazing stories from some of the Catskills' finest chefs, from some of the chefs that I've worked with that have inspired me to become who I am. We're going to have some amazing stories from our family members that grew up in the Catskills from when they were little kids. And we're going to have a best time ever. Today, our amazing guest is Jake, the co-owner of Benji and Jake's amazing best pizzeria in Sullivan County. My wife and I love this place. The sunset is absolutely ridiculous overlooking the water. And the bar is stocked with delicious local beers from the Catskill breweries and the menu stocked with ridiculous pizzas. I am here with Jake Friedling, the best pizza maker in the world. Jake, what's happening today? Hi, how you doing today? Thank you for having me. I'm doing pretty good. I wanted to ask you, are you from the Sullivan County area or how did you wind up here? Um, I did not grow up in the Sullivan County area, but my grandparents have a house on White Lake, and I've uh, spent my whole life coming up to White Lake as a vacation spot and a summer spot, and uh, I've made it my home. I live in Mongup Valley. I've lived here permanently for 16 years now. There's definitely a huge New York vibe moving up, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. The uh, What I love most about eating at your place is the beautiful sunset on that back porch, man. That is something else. That's really, really nice. How did you even come across this spot? So about, uh, let's see, it was 2005. I was living out in Wyoming, and Benji was living in Vermont, northern Vermont. We went to... Uh, sustainable agriculture school way up where they have almost no growing season at all. So he learned a lot about growing in a very short season. And um, he finished his degree and he asked me if I would move back to the Sullivan County area and start something with him. Um, I had been working at a bread bakery uh, in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, you know, I grew up spending time in the Catskills, and I love the Catskills. Uh, they're my home, but I wanted to see bigger mountains. So I moved out there, and I worked a bunch of different jobs, but my favorite was baking bread. And that was probably 2002, maybe, I started working there. And I think it was 2005 when Benji was like, I really want to do something in Sullivan County. Um, and this was, I think, right before Bethel Woods had opened, but there had been talk of... Uh, a performing arts center there. So that's kind of what brought me back. Um, Benji and I first started, I told, he said, maybe we could do some kind of bread bakery. I know you've been baking. And I said, I know this sounds kind of weird, uh, being that I live in Wyoming and I'm going to be coming back to New York, but you should try my pizza. I've been making some pizza and it's different. You got to try it. I think, we, I think we can make pizza in Bethel 
So that was the, the beginning of the thought of Benji and Jake's. And then um, when I did move back here, we started by building an oven on a trailer that was wood-fired only. Started doing a couple local farmer's markets. Our original oven was built on an old jet ski trailer that we got from a junk pile. We could fit like two small pizzas in it at once. We very quickly outgrew it and built the pizza oven that we still use today for catering, which is like a six foot deep wood-fired brick oven, weighs about 6,500 pounds. It's got a dual axle. It's sitting on a dual axle trailer. And we can bring it to your house if you want to throw a party and have Benji and Jake's pizza. Dude, I had no idea that you even, that's how you started. I was, that was my next question, basically, is how you start. Because your crust is really cool. So is that how you mastered, basically, how to make the pizza from, from bread baking and how to get your formulas and stuff like that? Absolutely. And, you know, we baked probably the best bread I've ever tasted in my life. I learned to bake bread from this woman, Michelle Mesker. She grew up in Brooklyn, a Jewish woman. She's part of the tribe. She uh, moved out to Wyoming, you know, seeking the wilderness, similarly to me, but she was a little bit older and she started this bakery baking Brooklyn style breads. I mean, you could get challah there that like literally neighbors would come to tears you know i mean love it she was a masterful baker and she baked by feel almost alone i mean she she weighed stuff out but it was more like you gotta look at this dough and touch it and taste it and make sure you got everything in it and make sure that the atmospheric pressure is doing what it's supposed to do at this moment you know she was very, you know, hands-on baker. She she really didn't use a scale much. You know, it was more counting cups and things like that. So I learned how to tweak stuff a little bit from her because everything she did was by feel. You know, it didn't come out the same two days in a row. <laughs> but it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. No, it's, it's really cool. I'm baking is so super difficult man i mean i've been cooking for a long time and i can barely bake a bread so when i was there the other day and i was watching you actually use two hands and roll up the pizza balls i'm like oh my god this dude's like killer at what he's doing here i mean it's how many pizza balls do you roll up for service i mean not unfortunate the times now but i mean like on a saturday when you're jamming how many pizza balls do you start service with well, so my mixer, it's an 80-quart mixer. So it's significantly bigger than the, the average pizza shop mixer. They usually have 40s or 60s. But I got an 80. Actually, I outgrew my 60. You know, making dough, if you got to do it more than twice a day, it's it's a big pain in the butt in a small kitchen because it takes up a big counter space. So in that mixer, I can do um, a batch that's about 125 pounds. And on a very busy day that we're not doing catering, just in-house, I I could use two of those. So, you know, about 250 pounds. Damn, that is insane. That just, I mean, right there, that conversation just proves how good the pizza is and just the volume that you guys are doing. That's insane. Yeah. So, you know, that's why I have to be able to roll two at once. I went home. I told my wife, I was like, well, first of all, he's super busy. 
Uh, I love talking food. I could talk to him all day, but I could tell he's jamming. And he's rolling two pizza bowls at one time. I'm like, my God, Al, I can barely chew gum and walk at the same time. <laughs> Super killer. I wanted to ask you, mine is my favorite pizza is the ramp. We spoke about this. And I know you've been making them forever. Yeah. But as far as pizza-wise and appetizer-wise, what, what do you really love enjoy making on the menu now? I love making pizzas. My favorite pizzas are usually the, the more simple ones just because you can really taste everything, you know? I, I really personally like to eat foods that are less ingredients, but, you know, I also enjoy sometimes someone will come up with a pizza that has like five or six toppings on it and I'm... I'm, you know, amazed by it. You know, it'll come out and I get that smell of all the different stuff at the same time. But I am a very simple eater. And that's actually what drove me to cooking in the first place. I don't like other people's food. <laughs> For the most part, uh, as a kid, I lived on pretty much air and uh, toast, maybe, you know, dry toast. Uh, you know, don't please don't put butter on my toast. That's way too complex. Um, uh, my my boss at that bakery would laugh at me because she, she'd look at me after a 12-hour shift and she'd say, what did you eat today? And I'm like, oh, well, I burned a baguette over there. I was going to eat that at the end of the shift. She would look at me and say, oh, you burned that baguette on purpose because you like your bread burnt. <laughs> Is that because you guys you know, were... Were you eating? I just want to, just one thought I'm just so crazy about because most people grew up with, you know, eating great food and, you know, that's how they got into the cooking experience. Now, did you, you know, why you didn't eat that much per se or whatever? It's because, you know, your mom and dad weren't cooking that much or, you know, not a big family oh, no, culinary no. background or you just didn't oh. really like food. No, I, I'm obsessed with food. I just don't really need much to sustain myself. And I, love to prepare it. I do. My, my earliest memories in life are standing next to my grandma Gloria in the kitchen on a stool, cooking, prepping, you know, picking and washing, uh, vegetables, herbs. And, you know, in, from, from the very beginning, she always trusted me next to the stove. She, I think I was maybe two, three years old when she first started having me help her out, you know? Awesome. And, my family is like most Jewish families when we get together. There's way more food than people can eat. We're all small people, you know. <laughs> but my grandma loves the, the preparation. And it wasn't until years, years later that I realized my grandma never, ever ate. She just prepared and fed people. That was her thing. And I realized that that's kind of my thing too. You know, I learned from her. And, you know, I can go all day without eating anything and then I'll have a slice of plain pizza and that'll sustain me. You know, I do have a little bit of an obsession, uh, borderline uh, psychosis with food because, like I said, you know, maybe it is a little bit of a disorder. I don't feed myself, but I'm obsessed with feeding other people. Mm. It's so crazy but awesome at the same time, isn't it? But you know what it is, too, is even when I was cooking, most of the time you're cooking all day and you don't eat. You go home, you eat like a bowl of cereal. You know, it's like, yeah. but I got to tell you, even if you're only nibbling all day and just taking bites, 
your stuff's ridiculous, man. It's really, really good. And when you're shut down, I get upset because I have nowhere to eat pizza. Like I don't, eat, <laughs> we won't eat pizza anywhere. This was an amazing interview because I learned a lot about you. Because a lot of people, th- you know, they just come in and they eat the pizza and they're like, you know, you're high by, you know, by the face. But like when you really hear something and like you cooking with your grandmother on the stool, you know, stuff like this is really cool. And it makes you who you've become and why your, your food is really great. And I just, one last thing, you know. Everybody says pizza is just pizza. And I'm going to tell you, it's not, dude. It's not. Your pizza's next level, man. It's like sometimes you walk into a pizzeria and you can smell that disgusting oil or that dirty fryer. You know what I'm talking about? Like that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know that. I mean, I just served someone some mozzarella sticks uh, yesterday and he, he he came back in. Because we're just doing takeout now. He came back in and he said, I don't understand. Why were those the best mozzarella sticks I've ever had in my life? And I said, he said, what's the secret? And I said, well, you know, I'm, there isn't one. I'm going to be honest with you. You know, those came in a bag. They're quality mozzarella sticks. They were already frozen. But I keep a very clean fryer, you know. Totally. I, I'm not putting it in old, dirty oil. I put fresh oil in it today. You know, uh, you might not have ever had one that was in fresh oil before. So there isn't a secret. I'm going to be fully transparent about it. I just keep a very clean space and I care very much about the food that comes out of my kitchen. You can tell me. And that that was it. It was simple as that. He's like, it was the best ones I've ever had. And I'm like, well, I mean, Literally, I, I did the same thing everyone else would do, but we do it with care. Totally, yeah. And um, you, you years ago when I was cooking, we used to use a term called "kiss" and keep it simple, stupid. And yeah, you guys are right on, man. I got to tell you, thank you. Um, and I saw a picture of those on Instagram, and they were looked like I wanted to eat them through the phone, man. <laughs> They were good. <laughs> nice. Thank you, Jake. Thank you for everything. Thank you for this oh, interview. Thank you, Brad. I appreciate you doing this. I'm super stoked to do it because, you know, I've always walked in and, you know, I said, you see people high and by or whatever. And that view is so amazing. And when everybody comes down and when they hear this interview and then they understand the view that I picture in my mind with those pizzas and that ramp high and the fries and the sticks, I mean... Thank you. Thank you for everything. I'm going to let you go, and I'll see you soon at the pizzeria to grab some food to go. All right. That sounds good. Have a great day. Thank you, man. Talk to you later. That was Jacob Freeling, co-owner with his brother, Benji, at Benji and Jake's on Canuga Lake. Check it out. Pizzas are ridiculous. I absolutely love the ramp pizza and the tofu triangles get down here my wife and i love it you guys will love it eat well and be well from cooking in the catskills this is your host brett august